Welcome to Unlocking Meaning in Christian Relationships. This podcast is all about discovering knowledge that will allow you to love yourself and others in intentional ways, which is ultimately the key to unlocking and living a life full of meaning. I'm your host, Daniel Wilson, and it's time to dive into today's topic. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in today. Um, This episode is about taking responsibility for your past. And I want to start off by reading a scripture in the Bible, a couple verses actually. It's Matthew chapter 18, verses 1 through 4, and it says this, At the same time came the disciples unto Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus called a little child unto him, and set him in the midst of them, and said, Verily I say unto you, Except ye be converted, and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child, the same is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Honestly, I really love this scripture, and it makes a lot of sense to me that Jesus would want us to become as little children, because they have lots of awesome qualities. Um, They're very humble and believing and faithful and trusting and innocent, and I think that Jesus wants us to develop these qualities. And I also think it's interesting that we start off this way, um, and then somewhere along the line, we lose that childlike nature, and then we have to spend the rest of our lives trying to get it back, trying to develop those characteristics and qualities the hard way. Um, And I think that part of the reason we lose that childlike light and humility is because as we go through life, we experience different things, and we get hurt, and we build up baggage, and ultimately darkness creeps in and um, makes makes it harder for us to be like that, to be the childlike, humble, faithful, trusting people that Jesus wants us to be. Um, a couple of the things that can happen to us, um, we can have attachment issues, which is our relationship with our parents or a primary caregiver when we're really young. That can affect how we see and experience the world even 10, 20, 50 years later. There's generational trauma, which is anything you can inherit from the generations before you, whether that's like a sickness or a disability or a certain tendency or susceptibility to something. There's sexual bonding, different kinds of addiction, disability, sickness, mental health, poverty, divorce, etc. There's lots of stuff. There's really no limit to what could hurt you, what could build up with time, uh, what could leave you injured, or um, what kind of darkness could affect you. And especially in the early years of our lives, these years are very formative and Sometimes we learn something unhealthy in order to adapt and survive, but it's not something that we should keep doing. Like in that specific circumstance is what we needed, but the best thing moving forward would be to unlearn that and then learn something new that is beneficial and healthy. And uh, at least for me, and I would assume this is true for lots of people, Uh, We can enter our adult years carrying the baggage of our childhood and not even be aware of it in most cases. This has been made 
very clear to me lately as I have been working through some of my attachment issues and uh, stuff with my mental health and I never would have imagined that this stuff from so long ago is currently influencing my relationships with other people and how I see things and how I act, my anxiety and stress, but it does. And if I had to guess, I would say that everyone has at least something from their past, whether it's the recent past or the distant past, that could be healed or could be overcome to help their present be a little more enjoyable and freeing. Um, and what I see in myself and what I imagine is very applicable to other people is that we spend so much time and energy trying to run away from the hard things in our lives. We try to block out whatever bad thing happened. We try to avoid negative emotions and we use unhealthy coping mechanisms um, to deal with this stuff that we don't want to face. And sometimes we are too young to face it, like we can't handle it, we aren't mature enough, and so we bury it, we try and forget about it. And sometimes that's the only way that we can survive and move past it. But eventually that stuff surfaces again when you're ready to deal with it. And when it does, you can either choose to keep burying it and keep hiding yourself behind your unhealthy coping me mechanisms, or you can face it. Um, facing it is hard. It's uncomfortable. It requires a lot of vulnerability and humility and time. But ultimately, facing your darkness in your past and finding ways to overcome it is the only way to actually get past it once and for all. Otherwise, you're going to spend the rest of your life running from it. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to waste my life away and expend all my energy trying to run from something, um, especially if it's something that I can fix and actu actually do something about. Um, and that's totally possible, especially um, through Christ and His healing power. So for me personally, I, I know I've been influenced by my past for a long time in negative ways, and it hasn't been until lately that I've chosen to face that stuff, but... It, it did take a big wake-up call, but I think it was completely and totally worth it. Um, it doesn't take super long after you've decided to change and grow for those changes to actually stick. And thankfully, healing doesn't take a super long time as long as you're willing to lean into it and to do it. Um, so if any of this sounds familiar to you or if you think it might be possible that your past is negative, negatively influencing the way that you see and experience the world, then I recommend that you take the time to ask God to show you what you need to do so that He can heal you. And that can be a hard question to ask, um, but ultimately God knows us perfectly. He knows what we need and we know He knows how to help us. So if you can pray to Him and ask him to show you your darkness or to help you to identify it so that you can take steps to overcome it. Um, I know that he will 
help you to do that and things will come to your mind and uh, you will be led to people who can help you and resources at just the right time and I also think that God is very merciful in not giving us too much at one time um, in my case if he would have tried to help me overcome this stuff a couple years ago I wouldn't have been able to handle it but he loves us and he teaches us bit by bit as much as we can handle and I know that he'll do the same for all of you. Um, but this healing, um, it takes a lot of vulnerability like I mentioned. And the other important factor here is that as human beings we are very relational. And any problem that was created in a relationship needs to be healed in a relationship. So maybe you had abusive parents or an abusive significant other or any sort of other trauma or anything like that but at the end of the day any sort of problem that is started in a relationship needs to be healed by a relationship God made us to be relational beings and I'm not saying that it needs to be with another person or anything like that but God is always there he wants that relationship with us and ultimately he is the master healer the one who can fix us and restore us and help us to overcome and obviously there's lots of good people around that love you and want to help you as well and I think there can be a bit of stigma and shame involved in seeking help especially professional help from like a counselor or a therapist um, it doesn't mean you're broken or worthless like when you break your leg what do you do you go to the doctor there's no shame in that it's just that's the person who is able to help you with your specific problem. So when you've experienced something that has hurt you emotionally or mentally, you talk to a therapist or counselor. And same idea. They're the ones who are trained to help you with those things. Um, and I also think that it can be hard for people to choose to go get medicated for something, like for mental health or some sort of disability. But... I like to look at it as a blessing from God that we have those kind of medicines and that kind of help available. Like People a hundred years ago didn't have medicine for anxiety or depression or anything like that and I imagine that made their lives much more difficult. Um, but if God is giving us all these blessings and these opportunities and we choose to not accept them because it's shameful or it makes us feel like we're broken or worthless like I don't really feel like that's a good enough excuse to choose to not do those things and I totally relate to that because I myself struggle with depression I've been medicated for a couple years and at the start it was really hard and I was super um, prideful and I didn't want to except the fact that I needed help um, being happy like I thought it was so dumb that I had to take a little pill every day and that was my only shot at um, having a good day but really uh, there's no shame in that we all have our struggles and our trials and our individual answers to our questions and our trials are going to be unique and personal 
and some things are going to be hard and maybe unfavorable, but I think it would do us good to focus on the blessings and the positive side of things instead of uh, focusing on the shame or any feelings of worthlessness or something like that. So through personal experience, I can, I can say that facing the darkness and working through tough emotions instead of trying to avoid them um, because they are uncomfortable or painful um, is not the way to go. You're never going to heal or progress until the truth is identified and accepted. And that is the only way to do it. No amount of running or hiding or avoiding is ever going to make the problem go away. The only way to do that is to sit down and face it. And there's a scripture in Isaiah 53, verse 5, that I really love. And it's talking about Christ. It says, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. I love this because it's talking about how Christ um, paid for our sins and that he felt all our suffering. Uh, he knows what it's like to have depression or a broken leg. He knows what it's like to have grown up in unfavorable family circumstances. He experienced all of our griefs, all of our pains, all of our suffering, all of our sickness. He, he knows it. He knows you. He knows your personal sufferings and trials um, and he did that because he wants to help us he wants to bless us with peace he wants to heal us but Christ isn't going to force you to do anything even if he has the answers and he's capable of healing you he's not gonna push it on you he's not gonna make you um, he will do everything he can to encourage you and he will give you every opportunity to choose him and he will open every door that he can but ultimately it is your choice and your responsibility to choose to accept that and to choose to put in the work to grow and heal so in order to in order to heal and to let Christ in you have to open up and show that darkness and accept it and let it be what it is you can't pretend like it's not affecting you or it's not a problem. You have to accept it, call it what it is, and choose to open yourself up. Um, and unless you do that, then Christ can't come in with his grace and his light and chase away that darkness and heal you. Um, and it's never too late to start. Um, I think that sometimes people get this idea that um, it's too late for them, they've done too much, or it's been too long, or they can't change these kind of habits or whatnot. And I think that's a lie that Satan tells us because he knows full well what Christ is capable of. And of course he doesn't want us to take advantage of those blessings and opportunities. He wants to keep us chained down. He wants to keep us under his grasp. He wants us to suffer. But Christ is perfectly capable of making up for any lost time, and he does much more than just fix you. He will make you better and stronger than ever before. Um, and that's all if you let him. 
So I know this might be a redundant question, but why would you continue to avoid the very thing that will make your pain actually go away for good? Like I mentioned before, you can run, you can hide, you can avoid, you can use all these coping mechanisms, but avoiding the problem only prolongs the suffering. So if you can find the courage to face your darkness, I know it will bless your life and that you'll be able to overcome it with Christ's help. And ultimately, relationships are the best environment for this growth and healing to occur. And this is especially true of our relationship with God. Um, maybe you don't have um, a safe, reliable, healthy relationship with a parent or a friend or a family member that can help you to heal and can sit with you in your darkness and love you for it. Um, if you do, that's awesome. That person can be very beneficial to you and help you heal in substantial ways. But all of us, regardless of our circumstances with our families or friends or people here, we have God. And He is always ready and willing to help us with that. And we can turn to Him for that healing. Um, and one thing I wanted to mention with this um, relates to like efficiency with our lives. I'm the kind of person that wants to take the most efficient route, make the most of my time. Um, so when I am trying to learn something or do something, I typically spend a lot of time preparing so that I can instantly know the best, most efficient route so I'm not wasting time. Um, and there is merit to this, but also sometimes you just need to hop in and figure things out as you go. Um, and I think healing and growth is one of those areas where you kind of just have to jump in and do it and figure it out as you go. And that can be uncomfortable, but that's that's kind of how it works sometimes. Like, I trust that God will lead me to the right people and the right resources at the right time because He has done that in my life. And I know He'll do the same for you because... He loves us all. We're his children. He wants us to be happy and have peace in our lives. And he is perfectly capable of helping us get to that point if we rely on him and trust him. Um, and we need to do what God knows is best for us compared to what we think is best for us. Um, I think that as human beings we spend a lot of time trying to make our lives as easy as possible and I think that the easiest path isn't always the most efficient or the most useful and I think it's safe to assume that we always choose to do what is easiest versus what is best for us like I know that's true for me um, one thing I've started doing is I, in the morning, I wake up and I have this little notebook by my bed. And as I say my morning prayer, I ask God to give me a couple things that I can do that day, either to progress and grow myself or to help someone else who is struggling. And he normally gives me like two, three, four things to do. And they are always things that are easy or comfortable for me. But 
I'm getting to the point in my life where I'm starting to see that I can't just pretend like I know everything and try and do things my way. So even though it might not make sense at times, or you don't understand completely, like why would God ask me to do that? Or why would that be the answer? Um, trusting him is the way to go. And choosing to do what he knows is best for us will help us to grow. And ultimately, I think doing this consistently will allow him to lead us to a better place than we could have ever imagined. And I want to finish off with another um, scripture in Matthew chapter 6. And this is the Sermon on the Mount. And he's talking about how um, like the lilies of the field, they grow, they don't toil, but God takes care of them. He takes care of the he takes care of the birds in the sky, um, and verse thirty two and thirty three say, "For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye that ye have need of all these things, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you." Uh, this scripture is really comforting for me, because it just brings me so much peace knowing that heavenly Father is my Heavenly Father, that He loves me, that He knows what I need. He knows what I need way better than I do, way better than I ever will or can know. Um, and He wants to give me these things. And I can't speak for everyone else, but for me, I spend a lot of time praying for what I think I want and what I think I need when I should be asking Him to help me understand what He wants for me what he knows that I need and this will save a lot of time and frustration and yeah at the start it might be uncomfortable and hard but this podcast is all about being intentional and finding the meaning in intentional living and choosing to do what God wants and knows is best for us is definitely a way to be intentional and I think it is worth every effort even if it's hard or uncomfortable or unnatural um and I know it will lead us to a great place, that God will lead us to a great place. And I know for myself that God loves me. I know that he loves all his kids. I know that he knows what we need and that he will lead us to what we need most if we let him. Um, so I'd like to invite all of you to choose to let God lead you. And like I mentioned earlier, um, say a prayer and ask him how, ask him to help you identify what you can do to face your darkness. Help him to, ask him to help you identify your darkness so you can start making steps to change it. Um, but yeah, thank you all for listening. Um, I would love it if you en enjoyed what you heard today, if you could follow and even share the podcast with someone who you think will benefit from this message. So thank you all. Have a good one. Bye.